Welcome to Canada's podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Canada's podcast. This is the Atlantic Canada version. I'm your host, Rivers Corbett, and really pleased to have my colleague and friend here on the podcast with me today, Kimberly White Vincent from St. John, New Brunswick. Uh, we're going to take you on a little bit of a journey with her business, which is, which is all about helping people feel good. So I'll get into that in just a second. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you for having me, Rivers. This is fantastic. I've been looking forward to uh, having this conversation. You have been. You have been for sure. Well, it's great to uh, great to have it. And folks, um, what um, what Kimberly does, and she, she she's in the massage world. She hangs out with with those people, me included, who really understand the value, who really understand the benefits of getting massage. And what's neat about this conversation is that. When she came out of, out of school right away, she started her business, which is really a testament to uh, her moxie, her resolve, and her sense of, uh, of, of grabbing risk and running with it. Not a lot of her colleagues, I presume, Kimberly, did that. They probably went and worked for other people. So you were being a rebel rebel for sure. So uh, so anyway, what I want to do first is kind of went through, go through that, that uh, headspace. When you came out of, what school did you go to? For massage, Kenny Constant Institute for Massage Therapy in Fredericton. All right, cool. So when you came out of Kenny, what uh, what was in your in your head when you said, "No, I'm going to start my own"? When everybody else was off running and working for somebody else. Well, I think I always had a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit in me, and right? I never wanted to be the person that was working for someone else. I had goals and aspirations that I wanted to put into place right away. And I came from a history of uh, no other entrepreneurs in my family. So I sort of had to bootstrap it and learn along the way. Right. It was a very interesting beginning, but, um, you yeah, know, take I, us through I, that I, though. Yeah. I want to learn about your beginning because a lot of people leaning into this podcast are newbies also. So t- talk about, uh, did you get a building? Did you get a room somewhere? Did you, what did you end up doing? Well, I was actually just right across the parking lot from where I am right now here on uh, in Millage Avenue on in St. John, Brunswick. And what used to be a women's fitness center, I happened to pop in there one day while I was in um, in school and provide them a resume and told them that I was a massage therapy student. And the owner of the gym said, wow, we're looking for a massage therapist. Would you like to come in, you know, see some space? So I started off working inside that gym right out of school. Nice. Um, and had a little space of about 100 square feet, you know, yeah. just enough for me and my client and worked at building up my clientele and learned what it meant to do advertising and to, you know, get to know your clients and really build a network and get to know the people in the, in the community to put my name out there because at that point I was brand new. The only thing right. I had was my name and my reputation and positive word of mouth, you know, starting right off. On. That's, that was what we, that was the, the dirt, you know, if you would, of the, yeah, yeah. the hard, you just dove in. pardon me. You just dove right in. I did. I did. I think, you know, I think when you have that sort of spirit and you know that that's what you want to do, 
you just kind of let it go and you flow with it and don't let fear and all those worries of everybody else. I had to block that all out of my mind of, you know, my people saying, don't, don't take that route. And why don't you just go to school and get a real job like your sister? Yeah, that's right. How many of us entrepreneurs have said, get a real job. That's too funny. (laughs) That's too funny. So what were some, what were some hacks that you used when you first started? How long ago was that? Years? Oh, goodness. 20? Well, that was in 2002. It was 20 years ago this summer. Wow. Good for you. So what were some of the things that you did then that that necessarily you wouldn't be doing now with regards to hacks, like, you know, advertising the paper as an example? So what are oh, some things wow. that, that you might have okay, done Okay, let's then? go way back. So we're talking way back when, you know, I think there's still a lot of people on dial-up internet. Yeah. So yeah. before social media and Facebook, we didn't have that luxury. So I was heavy into things like yellow pages, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. And Justin, you know, doing, um, you know, working with my colleagues that were at fitness center and doing, you know, little events within the gym and just getting, getting up into the gym and getting to know some of the the members and that the members of the gym and so on. But what else did I use? We used uh, something called a coupon, these little cutout coupons where you buy one, get one free. Yeah, Johnny's coupon. Johnny's <laughs> coupon. There's a branding or <laughs> machine right there. And I t- tell me, the guy's name had to be Johnny, right? I always love that. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so Johnny's coupons. So, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Just, just, Talk about your first year. How did it go? Oh goodness! Um, I just the first year. It's always always a hard it's always harder because again you're just you're learning but yet I just felt like a queen I felt so proud of myself for having this little tiny like I said a hundred square foot office space that was all mine and booking my appointments in my then you know handy journal paperback of writing clients bookings in and so on and i I did have a sense of pride, but on the other hand, like I said, I, I did not know what I was doing at that time. I was going with my gut and going with word of mouth. I love it. And just learning as I go, just really did a, a lot of learning as I go. What, which is, I wouldn't necessarily recommend to anybody else starting off. It's kind of a slow way to do it, if you would. You know, I, I found for me, things didn't really start to click business-wise until I did the uh, mentorship thing and, and got right. it and all that. Yeah, and you're very good with that. You, uh, you you help out, you get out, excuse me, and ask for help quite a bit. So uh, so we'll talk about, about that in a second. So when where did you go from there, from the gym to you, you, how long were you there? So I was, that was my first about five years of business. And at that point, I had I had already I was already at a complete capacity for my own clientele. So I needed to bring somebody else in with me, which was an extremely hard thing for me to do. Right. Like any other entrepreneurs, you always think that you are, have to be the only one to do it. Delegating to someone else is very difficult. You have to really just kind of push through that trust issue that we have with other people and just you know, hope and pray that we're doing the making a good hire and that we're bringing on the right person to represent us. So at that point, the gym did close down after about five years. 
And okay. at that point, I could have, you know, gone and started my clinic somewhere else. But what I did is I negotiated with the owners of the, the, the building owners, and they did a build to suit. And I took a leap of faith and at least had them build a, a clinic for me that was, you know, a much bigger much bigger clinic where I was able to bring in uh, other massage therapists to work with me as well. So, so let's that's talk what about we did that. and that's the next step. Um, I'm going to pause here. Kim, you're, you says your network bandwidth is low. Does that make sense? So I see it online. It says Kimberly. Uh, bandwidth is low. Okay. Let me, maybe I should, Oh, you know what? I bet you other people have, um, I'm going to shut off my internet from my phone. And I, is that, is that what causes it when there's too many people with the internet on at the same time? Yeah, it's possible. Anyway, we can keep going and we'll see what the, uh, I don't want to, um, uh, hold up the, the conversation, but yeah, so just turn that off and we can go from there. So just Curtis, Curtis is production guy. So Curtis, we're going to uh, just have you eliminate that little part of the conversation and uh, away we go again. Thanks Kim for doing that. Appreciate it. Yeah. I hope it helps. Yeah. Well, we're, we're getting your voice anyway, which is important. Okay. So you, you did the build out and you got a big space. How'd you go find people to work in your space with you? Well, I posted some ads because back then it was, easy to find employment for other, you know, to recruit. Recruitment wasn't as much as an, of an issue as it is nowadays. Yes. So, yeah. So I, I think at that point it was putting out an ad in the newspaper. We put out an ad in, maybe it could have been Kijiji back then. I don't, I'm not even sure if it was Kijiji. Could have been. I don't remember. I think I contacted the schools, of course. And, yes, and yes. And let them know that we were hiring so that their, you know, their uh, students coming out would know that we were hiring. Right so on. something right else, on. another key that I did do was I knew that I needed massage therapists and to grow this out, I was going to be have to put myself in front of them so they yes. could get to know who I was. So they would want to come work for me. Right. So what I did is I actually, I actually reached out to the, uh, the college itself and did a little bit of work with the students at the college as a nice. supervisor. Yeah. So as a clinic supervisor, so, you know, that really put me right in the forefront of those students. And I'm so glad I have that I did that because I was able to bring some of those students into work with me. And nice. some of those students, like still one of those students actually still works for me. And nice. another one, you know, maybe coming to work for me and she's worked for me before and she's one of my associates. So we built some fantastic relationships that have really lasted, you know, the test of time from having done that, you know, that one little, that one little, um, you know, trick, if you would, of just really going to work for the school and putting myself in front of the people I'm going to eventually need to bring on to help grow my business. Yeah, I think it's really cool. So what you did is you say it was, you know, it was a trick. I call it a strategy. Give yourself some uh, some some credit for that because it really was a cool strategy to do that. Of course, relationships are being born. You're going to ask questions and you're not coming across as selling. In that case, you're coming across as helping. 
So uh, which ultimately is what the sales process is all about. So, so uh, how big's uh, how many people you have in your in your amazing business now? Okay, well, right now we're at about nine, soon to be ten. Yes, uh, yeah. and uh, that's right here in our clinic in Milledgeville. Right. On. So we have we offer massage therapy, we have acupuncture, we do reflexology, Reiki. Um, holistic health and mental health counseling. And so, yeah, so we have a, an array. We're really a multidisciplinary clinic with all kinds of fantastic you know, professionals and clinicians working here. And, and do those, uh, do, <laughs> do those, uh, do those staff members of yours, are they independents or are they, uh, they, they staff of, uh, of, of Serene? So a couple of them are on their own. We have a bit of a mixture, yeah. if you would, of employee and contractors and just some independent um, practitioners that just come in and do their services, rent space, and we refer our clientele back and forth. It. So it's a really nice mixture of a little mm. bit of all of that. Yeah, I love it. So yeah. you, you just came through, we just came through a time period where you weren't allowed to touch people. So how did you handle the proverbial uh, COVID pandemic? So thankfully, we have uh, a college of massage therapists that we are governed by who gave us all of the rules that we needed to follow so that we could, you know, remain open, even when all of everybody else was being was shut down. It shut down, yeah. of course, the first, those first two months, but then they gave us all of the the important protocols that we had to follow, which we put into place, and we just followed those so that we were able to continue to safely see all of our clientele and get still be able to give them the best, you know, massage therapy wow. services. Only you still with gotta use hands. You just <laughs> gotta use hands. How did they? I mean, that's it's it's a no touch zone. You couldn't even stand within six feet of somebody at the grocery oh. store. Well, I mean, obviously that's not an option when you're, you know, for yeah. massage therapists. Yes, because it was a, it, I'm just wondering, because it had some, you know, medicinal uh, uh, approach or um, components to it, that, that that's why you tell me, but I'm curious. Yeah. One, it's wonderful that you were able to still continue to provide the service, but uh, how, um, uh, how, tell me, were they people dressed differently? How did they handle their hands? A lot yeah. of scrubbing. Well, luckily, luckily, we were considered one of the more essential services or essential, um, you know, business types to be open, similar to a dentist or, you know, your physio, because people need those types of services. Yeah. You know, we are in that, you know, medical realm, if you would, um, holistically, that we are, you know, had to see our clients anyway. So how it looked like was, oh, my goodness. I hope we never have to go back to that again. That's all I have to say. Right. Um, we had to have um, gowns that were, you know, long gowns that buttoned all the way up. We had to be covered. We had to have our masks, masks on. And if we were working near the face, we had to have a mask, face shield. And, you know, it was just tons and tons of sanitation or of sanit sanitization. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sanitizing doors and the plexiglass and, you know, taking cash and wiping it down. It was just. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. So much. <laughs> well, you, you obviously did you have any inspectors come in and see you during that time period? Uh, 
No, no, yeah. we didn't. But I, I mean, if they had up, I we yeah, have all ready for our protocols. We Absolutely. were good. Thank you. We have a really great uh, clinic manager, and she was just impeccable with all of all of the. Oh, that's great protocols and stuff. So I, you know, we had nothing to worry about there at all. All right. Well, let's talk about a pivot. From serene physique to serene workforce. Talk to our audience about that. So, yeah, definitely. Pivot is a great word. Um, Just prior to COVID, one of my business strategies was with serene physique, the massage therapy clinic was going into companies and seeing their employees and doing massage therapy on site, which is also one of my passions professionally. Right. So, and that was just really taking off. You know, we had lots of clients here in the city, companies we were going into doing massage therapy for their employees. They were loving it. And we were really, you know, that was just about to, you know, really launch and take off. And then the pandemic hit. So, Mm. all of that work, all of that expectation went straight into the ditch. I spent a long time having to think of how am I going to now be able to provide, you know, this, this type of help to employees. And with the now, you know, remote work from home that a lot of people are doing, um, I really had to sit down and figure out what I was going to do next. So right. I called in a business coach back then and Dan Abate is fantastic. Helped me create a new, uh, a new business model. That would include virtual aspects, including virtual one-on-ones where I can meet with my clients virtually. It included webinars where I can do monthly webinars for employees, for the you know for staff, yeah, to be able to and value in a way of helping to decrease pain, decrease stress, prevent injuries on the job, and all of those wonderful things that companies need today. Right. And as well with that is being able to suggest that they go to, you know, a massage therapy clinic that is associated with our clinic to be able to get a corporate discount and get a fantastic. You vet those, you you vet those. And what's what's interesting about that is uh, from a strategy perspective, you're not saying you have to come to us to get that discount. You vet competitors. And I think that's got to make the entire space healthier for everybody. So I, I think that's a very unique strategy. How come you decided not to uh, not to uh, just focus in on you to to refer people to your business versus something else? I think it's a it's a very intelligent move. Well, because I, I guess it they suggest because it wasn't about me. Does right. that make sense? It wasn't yeah. about me. It wasn't about my business. It wasn't about my clinic. It was about the employees and what works for them. They may right. not work. They may not, you know, maybe they don't work or live in the city. Maybe they prefer to right, go exactly. out of the yeah. city or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, they, so, and not only that way does it make it more convenient for the employee, the employee, but it also helps the clinic that we're associated with because we're essentially bringing them business and doing the legwork for the sales that they now don't have to do. Yeah, you know, right now. And that's um, and that um, that then gives you the opportunity to to also get some referrals back for the workforce part of your business. A hundred percent from those so, organizations. So it's cool. all about educating people and sending them and putting them in the right direction and helping the the employees, while also helping the field. 
you know, it just, it seemed to be a great full circle model. I love it. I love it. So, so uh, right now you are, you're in the beginning stages of bringing that out to the marketplace. Can you talk about, uh, can you talk about going into a new market? What are some of the things that you've done to prepare to go into a new market so that New, again, entrepreneurs that are listening to this say, yeah, I'd love to be able to do that too. Or oh, I got my business in the same situation. What do I do now? Can you talk a bit about that? So I guess it's looking at where to go out into a new market. It is, you know, it, it did does take a lot of, uh, you know, a bit of a mental shift as well. And it also means thinking much bigger, right? which is something that as entrepreneurs, we Sometimes we limit ourselves and we don't you have to really go through that mental shift. So now that I've done that, I knew I was going to need somebody to, uh, you know, give me some advice and so on. So I did hire a coach. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, you know, I really have been using some social media strategies to really get in to meet some of our um, our prospects. Yep. And I've, one of the ones that I've been using mostly has been LinkedIn. Right. And just using that as a uh, opportunity to get in front of all of the local human resource people that um, are going to be the ones that are ultimately going to be using the, the services that we provide. I love it. And so, yeah, LinkedIn's a great uh, platform because it's business, it's professional, and it's got a great search engine to help you really hone in as to the type of people who you want to connect with. So I think that that's, uh, oh. that's really awesome. So, Perfect. yeah. So, okay. So serene workforce um, is uh, what's your, what's your vision for serene workforce? If you look, if you look two, three years down the road, because I, I know what you want to do um, with regards to serene physique, but serene workforce, can you talk a little bit about that long-term? Yeah. Well, you know, long-term, I would like to be able to have this again, like any business, we all have big hopes and aspirations. My goal is to be able to help as many companies as possible improve right. their employee health and wellness while improving their own corporate bottom line. Mm. And we will start that. We are starting that right here in our hub city of St. John. And then we will grow that out into the uh, Moncton, Fredericton, Halifax, this, the beauty of this model is that it really doesn't have a geographic boundary no. preventing mm. us from going to Toronto or on, you know, other on other cities, you know, right in on. Canada. Yeah. So my long-term two, three years is multiple to be able to offer this out to multiple tens of, you know, dozens of companies yeah well let's say you're, you're able to do it because you are you you're not you're not limited by the traditional forms of business i.e uh, location uh i.e uh, having staff i.e uh, you know just kind of uh, having having limitations on on when you do things because even in the winter you can be doing the same thing that you do in the summertime exactly. so you're really not limited by that yeah, and I like I said it earlier in the in the interview, I have been doing this now for 20 years. Right. And right. as a registered massage therapist, that's a lot of time and a lot of work on our on our hands and on our body and 
who's to say that this is something that I want to, you know, I, I hopefully want to be able to maintain all of my knowledge while keeping my body in a decent shape as well. Yeah, of course. So yeah. I need to look at also ways that I can still take the knowledge that I have and the information that I can provide to help our clients without all of that work on my body. Does that make sense? All yeah, it makes that. perfect sense. I've always wondered about the long terms for uh, for people uh, as, as massage professionals as to how they keep going after a certain time period. So I think that that's smart. I think it's a key key pivot you're making. And now the uh, the focus is to just drive home that strategy, which you've developed with, again, a group of people. So talk to, uh, talk to me about what are some tricks or some uh, some tips words of advice you could give to just entrepreneurs in general i would definitely suggest entrepreneurs if you do not have a business coach or mentor get one now mm. it's very otherwise these you know these uh these waters can get very rough as we've yep. all seen in the last couple of years yep but as entrepreneurs on our journey they can be a tough road anyway i highly suggest a mentor, a coach, and read tons of books, whatever you're looking to grow as a business owner, wherever, whatever part of that that you're looking to become better at, right. get books on that. You know, there's so many wonderful business authors out there. And you one know, of them is by the name of Gary V. Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yes, I did have the pleasure of meeting Gary and he actually solidified my entire idea of working with companies and helping employees back in 2017 wow. at uh, Archangel Summit in Toronto. And, you know, his validation of how he thought that this was so such a very super smart idea and that he was very into it is how he said and was very encouraging to me to continue to pursue down this road. So I, I see um, you have your name written down as Kimberly V. Is that because he does his Gary V? No, that's just because my last name is Vincent. <laughs> I think it's cool. I, I like that you looked into that. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I brought it to bring up Gary V. So uh, I love the book part of it. I love the coach part of it. And um, in, in the fact that, you know, you've set some realities, it can be a muddy journey along the way. And you want to make sure that you've got the right advice coming your way. And in the beginning, that's particularly important uh, to, uh, to get that so that you don't end up wasting time or money in the very beginning. And there's lots of resources that are around. So talk about the support in the in the maritime region, Atlantic Canada region, you obviously tie it into type of support that you're getting right in your own backyard in St. John. Yeah. So, oh goodness, the type of support that we get right here in the backyard. So there are some really great um, people. I'm actually, I met you rivers here through yeah, that's in right. St. John through yep. the edge program um, here in St. John. And then I've met some other really fantastic um, people who have helped with some of the, there are some programs that are out there to help with a little bit of expenses and funding to help grow businesses. And, you know, I've, I have met some fantastic people through that who have put me in the direction to be able to take advantage of some of those programs. So I highly recommend to check out what is available in your province right. in the way of some types of provincial 
assistance and prevention Lots of it programs. Out there. Yep. And then the other thing is just networking with your own peers, networking with the people who are like-minded, right. people who are growth-minded, who are going to help pull you in the direction that you want to go. The other, my other piece of advice would be to think about where it is that you want to go. Right. And, and find the people who have done that and spend some time with them. Ask them some questions. Spend right. some time to learn what it was that they did to get them where they are. Right. That in itself, just that very valuable information can help save an entrepreneur tons of frustration, potential mm. failure, and you know, overcome all those adversities that we go through as entrepreneurs. What do you say to somebody who says, uh, they're not going to want to help me. Uh, they're not going to want to help me. What do you say to that person who that's, says that? I say, I'm, that's I'm, a, I say that's a, that's a uh, limited mindset. Yeah. I pile say, of bull, right? Pile of bull. I love it. Not only that, <laughs> if, I think that if an entrepreneur got a, you know, if me as a business owner, somebody called me and said, I'd love to hear your story of how you got to where you are. Can I take, can I get 15 minutes of your time? I would be flattered. Yeah, and right. I think a lot of them most likely would be. Now, mind you, they're also probably very busy and may need to, you're going to have to work with them on their timing to do that. Yeah. You know, but I think that a lot of them would be more than happy and most likely flattered to have the opportunity to be able to reach down and help pull somebody else up. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, Kim, how can people get a hold of you, my friend? How can people get a hold of you? You and, of course, uh, Serene, uh, Workforce, Physique, what, uh, what's, <laughs> how do you get a hold of all those magical uh, so, entities and also yourself? Okay. So we are, of course, on all of the social media platforms. LinkedIn being one of my favorites. Uh, Serene, you can find Kimberly Vincent, Kimberly White Vincent on Serene, or sorry, on LinkedIn. Serene Workforce is on Facebook, on Instagram. And what's the other one? Yeah. So the other way would be, of course, through serenephysique.com and right serene, sereneworkforce.com. And Love of it. course, uh, you know, if you were, if you wanted to just give us a call at our office, like it's 1989, you can do that too. <laughs> I love it. We do still like to use, we do love to talk to people and we do love getting phone calls. So it's 506. 652 heel. That's four three two five. I think that's wonderful. You know, it's been a long time since someone's given me their their quote quote unquote landline phone number. <laughs> that's so wonderful. Well, Kim, you're a you're a great entrepreneur. You're uh, you really uh, are are zoning into a a sense of uh, of can do attitude. A sense of I'm going to take some risk, but that's okay because the return is long term. You know about pivoting you know about adversity and 20 years plus take her offer give her a call she's wonderful she's very very approachable and um, and the white vincent there's a dash right you don't do it all in one word nope there is a dash correct yeah there's a dash the reason is when you're looking for her and obviously on linkedin or any other social uh pieces then you can just make sure you spell her last name right and uh, and it's kimberly with an e-y l-e-y L-E-Y, correct. Got it. These little nuances. Coming with the name Rivers, I'm very, very particular on uh, making sure that people get the names right. So Absolutely. 
So, Kim, thanks so much for your time today. It's been a great privilege and a pleasure to have this conversation. And we'll look forward to the next time to catching up with you. Thank you so much. This was super fun, Rivers. I appreciate the time. You have a fantastic night. I hope everybody does well. Thanks, Al.